Okay, so this one will be just more conversation yeah. about the Great Resignation. Well, that's what made me look up something after you said that. And the top line, I loved it. It said, companies with bad managers can't exist anymore. Ooh, that's a good one. See, so you said something and I did my research into it. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> so are there things you're hearing from people you coach um, and from our, our community about what people really love about their manager or maybe really don't like about their manager? Absolutely. I mean, I feel like it's the make it or break it for sure. It's why people are staying. What they don't like is not feeling like they're a priority. So what I mean by that is there's no one-on-ones. They keep getting rescheduled. They keep getting canceled. So basically, they just keep telling them to keep working and there's no touch point. Mm. That's a big complaint. Yeah. So, of course, the thing people are loving is when people are respecting their one-on-ones and really prioritize not just talking about the work, but asking them specific questions about like their development and also their personal lives. People do tell me that they like when their managers just ask just a little bit of follow-up questions around maybe something they mentioned in their lives, too. I like that kind of grounds it for me because I was thinking some of the bigger uh, phrases and topics around managers who invest in their growth and who care about their purpose and their development. But <laughs> some <just> of what, <laughs> you brought it down to earth a little bit. It really is that simple sometimes mm-hmm. that uh, that they take the time to mm-hmm. talk with them, to meet with them, to hear, hear and listen, to mm-hmm. ask questions. Another one I've heard is some people have said to me, I feel like I can be my true self around my peers, but I cannot be my true self around my manager. Mm-hmm. So a good manager allows them to be their true selves around them and their peers. Isn't that interesting when you can see, and of course now we're getting back to in-person workshops or, or sessions with groups, and I was noticing that recently, a team where it was very clear immediately mm-hmm. that they were comfortable being themselves around the mm-hmm. manager of the mm-hmm. group. Versus you really can tell when it's not that way. Mm -hmm. Here's a big one. I know this one. This one's very big. So a lot of those companies that's like push, push, push. We have a sprint. We have a goal. Here it is. Mm -hmm. As soon as the goal is reached, nobody celebrates it. They just move Move right to the next next one. Next. And that (laughs) is making people so burnt out and frustrated. They're like, could we even just celebrate for the day? Yeah. (laughs) Could we have a toast? Could we? And they just, and they also would like their manager to say things like, Steve, I noticed the extra hours you did on this. Thank you very much. Yes. They really do want their manager to notice their extra hard work. I remember this time a C-level kind of super high up leader in a big company was on stage. Yeah, we did it. And it was like a three-year initiative. And she stood up there giving the rah-rah and then moving on to the next project immediately, but but acting like that was actually what everyone wanted. I remember it was almost humorous <gasps> in the crowd. So going like, for the, let's and you know what? You know what kind of people we are? We're going to move right on to the next one because we don't stop. And it was like, and this was pre-pandemic. And of course now that is like a gasp moment. But even then I remember, I remember everyone looking at each other like, I don't know that that's the kind of people we are. Nope. <laughs> I think I think we want to think we want to go out for a drink. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm hearing a lot about um, clarity too. They love when their leader gives them clarity of what's important in their work, what they should be focused on, and also freedom and how to do it. Somebody specifically I have in mind the other day was really praising her manager who was not there. You know, it was it was genuine. She was like, "I love this leader because." And 
the things she listed were really around like she gives me clarity about what matters in the work, like what I should be focused on and lots of freedom in how I do it. I think she used a different word than freedom, but that was the the general gist. And I've I've heard that one a lot lately. So clarity around the work. And then you said freedom, which makes me think of the one also around that. I mean, who do you ever know of that says that they like being micromanaged? Yeah, that's that's like a kiss of death. <laughs> I mean, there's a few people who like direction, mm-hmm. but not the micromanaging. They really want to be trusted. Just let me get the work done. Yeah. And it's I think it's come to a whole nother level now, too. People are not only saying, let me just get the work done, but can I get the work done within the hours that work best for me? And that's a stretch for managers, especially old school thinking like this yes. is when we get the work done. Well, maybe it's not anymore. Maybe from three to five, we stop because that's busy family time or three to six and we pick it up again. Like, are you going to let them be flexible as long as the work gets done? Right. Yeah. I, I think that conversation has been going on for a long time, but now it's it's taking it to a new level because it is tricky to manage, especially the bigger the company or the bigger the team, the more you do have to coordinate certain things. It can't just be everyone gets to do whatever they want, whenever they want. Mm-hmm. But this is this is the new norm. Yeah. Um, you kind of touched on this at the beginning, but also just open discussion. I think mm. I'm hearing people valuing that more than in the past. Open discussion, um, like you mentioned, even asking about, you know, personal life or what what you have going on, what you're thinking about. Some of those type of more open discussions, um, whether it's one on one or just as a group, uh, seem seem to be really important in a leader. Mm-hmm. I think before pandemic, a lot of studies showed this, and I think most people kind of know that people most often left a job or left a company because of their manager. Like that was the number one key factor in, in the decision. And I just think now more than ever, it's, are you a, are you a leader people want to stay for? (laughs) And, and are you the kind of leader people do want to work for that might shift their decision about leaving? Or if they do leave, because people are going to at some point, are they, telling everyone how great you were to work for. Mm -hmm. Are they creating the brand that is going to attract more people um, to your team? It's like, what is is that brand that you have as a leader? Uh, Because the thing I want to talk about today is that I I think with the great resignation, at first there was so much buzz around it and there was so much like mass media kind of just headlines and blurbs. Well, people love new titles. <laughs> people love, you know, like the, the pandemic, you the know, pandemic. COVID. You know, the great, like, know. And you know, it was like a race for a little while, like yeah. the great um, resignation or the great reset or the great leave. <laughs> and everyone was like trying to get their word in the door. <laughs> um, right. But the great resignation at first had a lot to do with money. It seems like everyone was talking about like, People are leaving and it's related to money or Mm -hmm. people Mm -mm. are leaving and it's related to, you know, all of these things that it actually isn't about and wasn't ever about. Mm -hmm. What we know as coaches, because we've been hearing, we kind of get the real story. And what the studies are starting to show more and more is the great resignations all about purpose and growth. Mm -hmm. It's not about the money. It's not about all of these other things that might be tagged to it. It's primarily about people wanting purpose in their work and wanting growth and development. Um, so of course there's, you know, thousands of different reasons each person might have their own that they might leave or be thinking about a change. But 
the the real headline is around purpose and growth. And so I just kind of wanted to talk about that today, what we've been hearing and seeing, Mm -hmm. um, maybe the perspective from people who sit with a lot of individuals and hear their story and their true thoughts and what they're wrestling with. Yeah, it gives a little bit of focus on the solution, too. I think that we've had a lot of managers reaching out to us, too, like, what's the solution? And and it is it is complicated. There are a lot of difficult things that managers are struggling to solve for right now. But if you really boil down every, every article that's out there that you're reading, it is coming boiling down to that people just want to feel a sense of connection with their, that they matter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how some people are saying, I just need a change. I've kind of needed one for a while. Mm-hmm. And they might be quitting their job or making a shift or trying something entirely new. Heard the other day from an engineer who's just going to start a brewery. You know, a lot of people may be chasing a passion project. Mm -hmm. Or the interesting one to me is just taking time off. Right. Even if they don't necessarily have a huge financial Mm -hmm. buffer. Some people just saying like, I quit for a while, which (laughs) is fascinating to me. Uh, But still, whether it's people staying at a place and trying to work through the challenges of engagement and burnout and overwhelm and attrition, or people who are just making a wholesale change. I think in both camps, it is still about that. Yeah, I want a sense of purpose and meaning. Mm -hmm. I want to know that I'm growing and kind of in my sweet spot. It doesn't have to mean that that people leave or make a change. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that's the right thing. But I think for companies, and I kind of want to speak to leaders and companies today, it's like that is, um, that doesn't have to be Mm-hmm. The only answer. Some people probably should make a change or leave, but a lot of people would be happy staying if you just focused on their growth a little more. They would. I would like to go back to the purpose word because we've talked about this. It's so much in our brand. It's uh-huh. in the world. I mean, it's a big word. It's an important world word. However, people don't always know what the action of purpose means. And I think it means many things to many people. Mm-hmm. I did read something recently that spun it just a little bit differently because I think purpose sometimes is I would like to do something like like you you weren't an en- you didn't want to be an engineer anymore you wanted to move into coaching that that your job was more purposeful so mm-hmm. that's a very specific purpose shift right but some people don't want to make that kind of a shift and what I read was that cultivating purpose happens through personal connection that the manager actually has the power to create purpose through personal connection, that that in and of itself creates purpose. That is so cool. What? Well, what are your thoughts around that? I mean, there's a few different ways you could go with that, but where did it immediately take your it head? It made me think that sometimes, and I've, I've seen this over the years of coaching, that sometimes people aren't doing a task that's super, wow, I'm a data analyst, but they feel excited about their work because their manager is makes them feel like the work they're doing is meaningful because of the connection that they're drawing out in them yeah they're calling it out they're saying what you're doing does matter yeah and it's not like it's super exciting so they're willing to do some skills that aren't that exciting because the because of the relationship with the manager that is fascinating to me and thinking about how i was we all as a team have been kind of on our own doing different things the past couple weeks and i was really excited for today to be in the studio together and doing this together because i do think that's one of our strengths as a team is we are well connected and we like spending time with each other, but we mm-hmm. also use the time well to actually connect. Right. And I I don't know that it had clicked till you just said that, that that's what I was really looking forward to today. Even though the work itself, even yeah. though it is 100% in the sweet spot of my kind of purpose in my work, 
I'm feeling a little burnt out on the work lately. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't the thing exciting me today. It was actually more the connection. The connection. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Are you kidding? The connection drives me sometimes more than the work. Yeah, absolutely. No. Sunny connection. <laughs> so um, people are willing to push through. Yeah. If they have some way to feel connected. So that's interesting. Okay. I think it's connected to what I was going to say that a lot of the great resignation studies, because I, I think you and I both have been liking some of the more recent studies. I think the early ones, like I said, were a little off or didn't have enough data yet or something was going on. And now in the recent weeks and months, some of the studies coming out now, I think are a little more grounded and um, have have started getting to the root of it a little more. Mm -hmm. And what a lot of them are pointing out is that manager burnout is one of the key issues here. I know. The great resignation it's about purpose and growth. I still believe that. <laughs> but I think the the intermediate step is manager burnout. So mm-hmm. think about it. Like before Great Resignation, before pandemic, we all knew all the studies were like, oh, yeah, it's all about great leaders, great managers. Mm-hmm. If you don't like your manager, you're likely to go. If you do leave, it's likely because of a bad manager. So what happens when all those managers are burnt out? I know. <laughs> like, of course They're it trickles like, do down. Do you feel right? connected yet? <laughs> Can I go home? <laughs> Can I stop connecting? <laughs> it's like the that is the glue, if you will. If you're yeah. picturing like, um, I don't know, picture like a very simplified org chart. You've got mm-hmm. like top leaders, middle managers, people uh, doing all the work. The middle managers, they really are the glue. That's why it's often a hard position because you're reporting both to the people below you and above you. Yes. You're stuck in the middle of everything. And so, of course, that's the first group to get burnout Mm -hmm. and the first one to get overworked and more meetings on the calendar. And (laughs) and if they're burnout, well, what's happening to everyone else? And that trickles down to all the people they lead. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's really interesting that the reports are saying manager burnout is such a key issue. And... And we're all going, what do we do about the great resignation? And what do companies, what do we do as leaders? And then you connect it with the third dot, which is you and I hearing over and over from companies like, can can we get some like coaching for our managers? There's something you could do for our managers. We I think we need to support our managers. Yes, I think they're hitting the nail on the head. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's actually the key place to focus right now is provide that connection and that development and that purpose and that growth to the people managers mm-hmm. within Absolutely. a team. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And it's interesting. Sometimes they really want to work towards something and sometimes they just want to talk. Just talk. Because yeah. right now, yeah, I mean, coaching has always been so much about what's your goal. Okay, let's achieve it. And I don't know about you. I've been seeing that a lot lately in coaching leaders. They kind of just really value the hour to just just vent to somebody or debrief with someone or just like be able to talk through something mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't want to accomplish anything mm-hmm. it's just their day is filled with meetings and they never get a chance to kind of brain dump Mm-mm. well wh- you know how i love you know i love great places to work as uh-huh. a as a place of resource it's a place that certifies companies to, as healthy places to work if you're curious about it it's fantastic has lists of companies for millennials for for women for anyone tech it just lists and you have to get certified by, by them and it's very difficult so I love to look up what's trending and what they're writing about. And you're right. Even what they wrote about three months ago versus now uh-huh. has even changed. Yeah. But relative to that manager burnout thing, one of the things they're saying that to solve for it is 
because of that, you need um, you need an army of managers to scale for this. You actually need more managers. Huh? Yeah. Because they they only they you can't keep giving them more. Yeah. So where how to solve for this also is by creating more managers. That is interesting. I remember leading a workshop once where it was mostly it was all people leaders and we were talking about how to lead people well. But all of the people in the room, except for one, it was their side job. Like their day job was to do all this work. And then mm-hmm. managing people was like, oh yeah, and do this. You won't actually be rewarded for it. But <laughs> like the worst, right? You know, also do that on the side because it's not hard at all. And then there was one person in the room. So I think it was like one out of 30 maybe whose full-time job was to manage people and that's it. (laughs) And we did this exercise where there was like a big grid on the floor and there were these dimensions. You had to rate yourself and then you had to walk to the spot in the room that you rated yourself. Oh, yes. And And everyone's self-rating, you know, this is all self-imposed. It was like really bad on how good, you know, how essentially like how good of a people leader are you currently? Everyone rated themselves really bad. One person rated themselves on the other far corner, like really, really? well. <laughs> I guess who it was. <laughs> it was the person whose full-time Who's... job was managing people. Right. Because he actually got to work on that as a skill. Right. And Everyone else feels like they're surviving people. doing it. Yes. Yeah. It's like this extra thing that's... Yeah. That moment Ugh. will forever stick with me because it was that very was visual really in the room good. and we yeah. all laughed and we're like... Oh, sure. Of course you're up there. <laughs> yeah. And he kind of laughed at himself and he was like... He said something to the effect of like... Well, yeah, but it's it's such a blessing I get to like spend so much time being great at this, mm-hmm. and you all don't have that luxury. It's a side job for you. So, I I I know it's expensive and not efficient for companies to just have a whole fleet of people managers only. Mm-mm. But I do think we have mm-hmm. over time gotten more and more like okay, if we're gonna get more efficient, just tack it on to everyone's mm-hmm. day job. Mm-hmm. So now you have companies full of people leaders who don't wake up in the morning thinking about it don't work on that as a skill don't have time to spend with their people mm-hmm. so of course people feel devalued yeah. <laughs> absolutely huh somebody said this to me the other day if companies ever thought it was a risk to invest in people's career development now it's a risk not to <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because they're hearing about the companies that are uh-huh yeah yeah i think mm-hmm. it seems like at first at least a lot of companies were trying to solve this problem with throwing more pay and benefits at people Mm -hmm. like well what if you what if we give you raise what if we give you these cool benefits Mm -hmm. and it's not working Mm -hmm. and i think it's because that's not exactly what it's too quick it's like that's a quick satisfaction that studies show that goes away very quickly but being developed and having a path for growth and being heard Mm -hmm. uh, and being connected those over time sustain people's loyalty to companies even things like flexibility, of course, that's a big one for a lot of people. But think about it. Flexibility, it, it, that's not the thing. That's the surface. That's the word on the surface. But it means something different to all of us. Mm-hmm. Really, what they're asking for is, I want the ability to like have a conversation in a given situation mm-hmm. or need and like be able to flex to that. Mm-hmm. It's still about the manager caring and having that connection point Mm -hmm. having that okay let's let's work with that let's figure out a solution for that there's another trend that i've been hearing a lot about you you know we talk a lot about meetings (laughs) and Mm -hmm. too many of them people will stay if the managers 
actually will give them time back in their lives, actually time back on their calendars. And, mm. and how, how specifically they mean is, and it's also can't just be, oh, we're going to protect your time. And it, you know how it's like lip service, but nothing's changing. Uh-huh. Managers who are doing things like scaling back to 30-minute meetings or promising that there's 15-minute breaks in between mm. meetings so that there's rest for the brain, promising that lunchtime is held sacred, that they can have a break. Like those people are finding that that they're that they're staying because that is respected because nobody can run on fumes. It's almost like a it it's a small act that shows something about the intentions, something yep. about that that they care. Yes. Because yeah, they're small. Those are small things. They're small. It doesn't fix burnout, for example, Mm-mm. but it signals but small something. over time. That one's huge. Yeah. We hear so many people who tell us, oh, my gosh, I'm running. I run from hour to hour to hour, and I can't even make the brain transition from what we just talked about to the next thing. And it's making them so weary. If we just had windows and pockets of places to breathe and stretch and walk, but the managers yeah. are respecting it and holding the whole com- that their team to it. I also like that because there is a – not every manager has full authority over people's calendars. I get it. But right. there is something about – the authority they have to make that call versus, and you've heard this a million times, hey, Sunday, you know, I just want you to know you have the freedom to like do whatever you want with your time. Give yourself breaks, give yourself gaps. It's like, thanks, but no thanks. Because no one else is, and you certainly aren't. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's still really hard to pull off versus there is something refreshing about, no, they're stepping in the gap and kind of forcing it. Mm -hmm. It it has parameters around it, Uh right? Yeah. That's a that's a really cool one because somebody the other day said um, I was with the team first time back in the office in person and they said, wow, I just didn't realize there were so many hallway conversations where you would solve things really quick. Mm. And literally in the middle of that conversation, someone popped in the door, asked a question to that leader. They solved a quick problem. That person left. We continued. It was like, <laughs> case in point, that yeah. would have been an hour long meeting on the calendar mm-hmm. two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. And then all of those little hallway things yeah. have converted into hour-long meetings. Mm-hmm. So any gap, any tiny gaps we used to have are completely gone, mm-hmm. Yeah, at least for like knowledge workers and people on Zoom a lot. So that one's, uh, that one's good. I think it's worth noting that this trend causing great resignation is not new. It's just that people are taking action on it now. Yeah. I think it's, I'm not even sure why. I think it's really important for us to realize this was coming. This was a long time coming. Mm -hmm. This wasn't like all of a sudden the pandemic caused everyone to quit their jobs. No, we had been running on a cycle, to your point, as a culture, as a work culture, that was already like ramping up the treadmill speed. Mm -hmm. Every year it got worse and worse. For, For years it's been ramping up. And it was, I think something like this was bound to come, but maybe what happened was it took like a global event where all of us unanimously and at the same time simultaneously were experiencing this huge like reset, stop, question Mm -hmm. everything, rethink everything. I think it took something that big to get us to realize like, whoa, the way we were doing things is not sustainable. Mm -mm. And now I think it's kind of on companies to make some big shifts. Mm Mm-hmm. The good news is, as people, we're all kind of saying, like, okay, something's got to change. I think a lot of employees are forcing the issue, saying, like, I'm going to leave if something doesn't change. But now it's on us as leaders and on companies to 
do something about it. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a talk by Adam Grant, who I love, uh-huh. and he was talking about the Great Resignation as well. It was a live webinar. And he, I'm terrible at remembering the numbers, but he, he had a statistic that said, because now data is starting to come in, right? Mm-hmm. It's like now there's actually some data to support some of the things. And what you just said is exactly true. But this, the data is actually showing that before the pandemic, the numbers of people, these people who left were already thinking about it. Yeah. And that's coming out in the surveys. The pandemic pushed them to do something to about it. do something it. about it. Yes. Exactly. And the thinking about it is... Um, something as coaches we see people stuck in all the time because it's it's hard to be thinking about a big change and then what do I do with it mm-hmm. what is the right change actually taking the steps to make change i mean yeah it, it's kind of like a lot of people were queuing up until 2020 2021 when it was like all right now the gate opens and all these people make a change they had been thinking about i talked to a, a very senior leader the other day who um is making a big change and said I've been I've had this fear since I left of did I just do a dumb thing? (laughs) Was it really time? Am I all Mm. of these fears and insecurities come Mm. up? And Mm. so yeah, of course it's that stuff usually has Mm -hmm. stopped people from making a And sometimes people do. They Mm -hmm. do have a regret. They do. But you can recover from the regret too Mm -hmm. though. So that's the thing too, is it's not the end of the world. If you did make a bad call Recover from it. Yeah. And I also think for companies, this whole thing is actually really good news. If you look at it like, you know, like every recession, this gets talked about where there's actually huge opportunity. If mm-hmm. you're like a stock trader or financially to when the market's down, that's when you invest. That's actually the opportunity to do something that you'll benefit from. I think it's also right now is a huge, huge opportunity for companies to get like unprecedented employee engagement and brand love and all this stuff if they double down on investing people. The mm-hmm. connection, the developing people, especially that man- middle manager crowd. If managers are too busy to breathe and yet they're expected to develop people who report to them, mm-hmm. like, okay, I do not hesitate to say this. I think high-quality external coaching is the way to solve this. Like, that is, that is the thing to do right now. Mm-hmm. It's... If you're going to do anything or invest anywhere, it's like instead of giving everyone massive extra bonuses, like I might, I might regret saying this, <laughs> spend a fraction of that on some high quality coaching. Mm-hmm. You'll get 10 times the return. I, I mean, the money is important. Yes. But I think it would be so great for a leader to invest in the coaching right now because this is the moment where it's like people are going to either... um walk away and say you were not a leader who invested in them <laughs> mm-hmm. or yes I love that leader and tell everyone great things about you it's like which kind of leader do you want to be what what do you want people saying about the way that you managed others 